A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, welcome to the 100th episode of the Mum and Mama podcast. Who'd have thought it would have got to 100 episodes? Um, If this is your first time listening, hi, there are 99 other episodes you have to listen to before you can listen to this one. (laughs) Only joking, Um, only joking. Yeah, we started, myself and my mate Harry started two years ago as a positive spin on single parenting and co-parenting um, and then after a year she left to concentrate on all the millions of other things she does and I've carried it on and it's kind of just evolved into a chat with people really that I like and find interesting it's still about being a mum and a woman and all that shiz but yeah it's um, it's evolving thank you for listening thank you for all your support as well I really do appreciate it and I do really find it touching when people get contact me and tell me that they listen. I get a lot of surprise listeners, which is lovely. And I, I feel like there's generally something for everyone in my podcast, which is, I like. I know you can't please all the people all the time, but I try. <laughs> but yeah, how are you? I hope you are good. It's my eldest daughter's 11th birthday today when I'm doing this little intro, Thursday. So we're going to see Sing later. I'm very excited about that. And I got her, I mean, I've got her a few presents, but one of the presents I got her was a hot chocolate maker. So my friend got one for Christmas from Hotel Chocolat and she was raving about how amazing it was. But it was like a hundred quid and I don't drink enough hot chocolate to warrant spending a hundred pound on what is essentially a milk frother. 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 Um, But anyway, so I was looking on Facebook the other day and... um, Aldi have got their own version which was 40 quid and I thought do you know what actually I love that so I've just she's opened it I thought I can get that flow for her birthday so I did and I've just used it for the first time and frothed the milk for my coffee and it is nice and I'm quite excited we're going to go shopping and get um lots of different chocolate things that she can put in it so it's quite a big day in the Bullman household because I've got my own frothy coffee for the first time and an 11 year old oh my god Uh, anyway so this week I got my old mate Scroobius Pip on because as well as you'll hear um, a friend of mine suggested that I should do a podcast on my sobriety because when she talks about the fact that I don't drink anymore and it, it was a choice rather than kind of like a forced life decision 
um, people always ask her questions. So she was like, why don't you just do a podcast about it? So I was like, all right then. And then I thought, I can't just sit here and talk for an hour because it will be like this. I'll just be like, oh, fumbling over my words and thinking, what am I going to say? And then going off on tangents. So I was like, I know what I'll do. I'll get my old mate Pip on um, to talk about it because he also, he's not sober, but he really does not drink that much. And he's been like that for a long time. Um, so I thought he's obviously got experience because it's, it's hard... It's not hard, but it's weird being a sober person when you don't have to be a sober person um, for other people. So, yeah, so it was good because we've not really spoken about how he felt when I was partying hard. And he thought it probably wasn't the best idea. Um, so, yeah, it was I learned I learned some things. But anyway, I hope you enjoy it. If any of the stuff we discuss makes you want to ask any questions then please get in touch um with either of us he i know <laughs> he'll probably hate me for saying this but he does he does answer questions if you ask him other than that if it's when he's going to start making music again because that's not happening um but yeah get in touch and i'll see you in a bit hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Work. It does help me though. Yeah, you're weird then. Essentially, no. but sure. <laughs> you go ahead. You know this. Um. So hi. Hello. How's it going? Hello. I'm all right, thanks. How are you? Well, I I'm know good. We've just, oh, we've just been talking hours. for thirty minutes, so, <laughs> and then we realised that we were meant to be recording a podcast. Yeah. So here we are. So the reason, well, I'll explain this. So a week or two ago, I was talking to Nicole and she was like, I was just talking to my client about you. She's a hairdresser. <laughs> because she's considering to give up alcohol. So I told you about, she was telling her about me because obviously I don't drink anymore. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I really think you should do a podcast about your sobriety because people ask her, because she does talk about me a lot because obviously I'm amazing. But she was like, people always ask questions and she's like, maybe you should do a podcast explaining why 
you stopped drinking and how you've done it and because the thing with me is it I don't know why but it doesn't it's not an effort like if it had been 20 years ago when obviously my lifestyle was very different mm -hmm. it would have been extremely hard for me to give up alcohol but or I'd say 10 to 15 years ago you'd mock me all the time for not particularly drinking and yes. uh, <laughs> and, yeah. and you were far more of a, <laughs> a, a, a a drinker I've said before the years the 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 decades we've known each other <laughs> your dad is still one of my favorite people for just constantly offering me b booze and I'm not sober but I drink a couple of times a year so in general most times I see y you or your family I'm sober and your dad will always be some champagne pip yeah. like, no 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 I'm good I don't really drink it's like, okay and then later on it's like you sure you don't want any champagne pip <laughs> or, or whatever it is but yeah but that's <laughs> That's the thing, because I have kind of... I mean, I'll go into it more, but like... It's in why it's past, interesting. It's why I was up for having this chat, because you you, you do have a, f a, a family who drink, like not like yes. a bunch of alcoholics, but a drinking mm. culture is in your in your family. It's Very quite a social so. thing. Yeah. Um, you've also lived in the clubbing scene, the music scene, all of these worlds where drink and other substances are <laughs> very much a thing. Um, yes. And you've also witnessed the different people in your life having get to a point where you could argue they've got a problem with alcohol and things like that. So yeah. I think you've seen a lot of different things. So it's kind of, yeah, it's an interesting one. And again, I want yeah. to talk about how I think it was easy for you, but it was easy when you decided yes. it was going to be easy. Because yeah. it was a long period where you were reacting bad to alcohol yeah. and still drinking alcohol. Yeah. And it's like, right, so you've got a physical reason <laughs> to, honest, to not drink. That's been the whole time I've drunk because yeah. without the skin issues, I used to throw up. Like, I yeah. never used to have a Sunday. Yeah. My Sunday was spent laying in bed feeling like I was going to die because my headache was so bad and being sick, like constantly being sick when I didn't have anything to throw up. Yeah. Thinking, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this to myself? Well, should we kind of start with what your your initial relationship was with alcohol like when did you start because again from where we're from it's often quite a young age yeah drinking in parks and I always explain it as the, one of the reasons I don't drink much anymore is because I had a breakthrough of realizing oh you can choose if you drink or not yeah it sounds really stupid but as a kid it wasn't a choice oh we're going yeah. out well we're getting drunk then that yeah. wasn't a do I want to drink or do I not want to drink it was we're going out not only are we drinking, we're drinking until we're drunk. That, yeah. It wasn't well, a conscious was choice, I think, yeah. You go out to get drunk. Yeah, yeah. So I would have, well, like most of us, it was under subways and in parks yeah. drinking bottles of cider when yeah. I was like 13. I don't know. I mean, I remember on Thunderbird. I remember yeah. I, drank, I think I drank a whole bottle of Thunderbird and I was really fucking sick. And yeah. I must have been about 14 so I've never really got on well with alcohol, and I'm a lightweight as well. So yeah. I'd always have. You're quite a, a little person, so it makes sense I am a that you're not going to be. But I think I do think. Is it something to do with the oxygen in your blood? I don't know. Um, because I I flush when I drink. Mm. It does affect my face, and that's in my family. Like my fa yeah. they're you know red faced drinkers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And all drugs, any drugs that I've ever taken. Oh, Lola's just walked in. <laughs> Say hello to Uncle Pip. Oh, <laughs> oh, opening. What? Oh, you're making pancakes? Yeah, Gina wants me to. Say hello. Maybe she can't hear you. Say hello. No. <laughs> no, wave. No, just wave. Look, you just do it like that. Like what? Just oh, I didn't realise that's how life works. Okay, oh, amazing. Love you. Matt, wish I could say the same. Um, oh, she's left the door open, but I'll leave it. Um, yeah, any any drugs <laughs> that I took, I'd only ever I'd take a little bit. Mm. Like when we used to go out taking pills, I'd only ever take half mm. because that was enough. And yeah. I don't know if it was like I don't think it was like a control thing because some people don't like doing a lot because they want to stay in control. But I, as soon as I did anything, I lost all control. So I don't think yeah. it was that. It's more it was a cheapness just, thing. <laughs> yeah. so I, can, I, can get, I can make this last two nights <laughs> but, and I didn't one. like I didn't like the strongness I guess because sometimes when you used to take things I used to be a bit stronger and I didn't like I didn't like that so I suppose I was sensible I guess mm. I'd only do a little bit and then I'd find that that was enough anyway so I have always been a lightweight but it's, like it's one of the said, good things about alcohol is it's gr- gradual and controlled most other drugs, you take it and then at some point it hits you. Whereas alcohol, you have one drink, it starts to hit you. You have another drink, starts to hit. You. Do you know what I mean? It's there's yeah. a there's cut off points. But then you say you say that, but then when at a point in my life I used to do quite a lot of cocaine, mm-hmm. and it was I didn't have the intention that that was what was going to how the night was going to go but literally we'd go to the pub after work on a Tuesday say and we'd get have a drink and think oh yeah have a drink and I'd literally have a mouthful of wine and immediately I was like let's get some drugs in yeah. and it was literally a mouthful it wasn't even yeah. if I'd have to have a whole drink yeah. <laughs> it was just it's like a little bit and then I was like my mind started going so gateway drug mate well, yeah. <laughs> alcohol. Um, you, interestingly, fun fact, and again, you might you, there's numerous parts of this you might want to edit out, so you're welcome <laughs> to. I wasn't sure if we were going to talk about sobriety from alcohol or sobriety from everything. So yeah, that, yeah, that's up to you as a parent if you want to leave it in. But you, Chris, and, w- and Warren all made me, are all part of me having such a firm opinion about cocaine. <laughs> Because strangers on cocaine being insufferable, it was like, cool, I don't know them, they're probably a dick. But people that I really love and enjoy being around, suddenly being absolutely insufferable and I don't want to be anywhere near them, made me go, I don't want anything to do with that drug. (laughs) But the way, have you ever And I remember the the three of you just, because again, I guess I wasn't around that many people that I know on cocaine, if you know what I mean. I'd yeah, be around yeah, yeah. cocaine a lot, but I'd just assume, oh, that person's a, a dickhead. I said, are, are you three were the three that I was like, oh, man, this isn't, it's not for me. Yeah. Have you done normally, it? No, no. I no. It's even when you're on it, you, it, it's not a nice drug. No. Like, it does make you a dickhead because you've, you just, I mean, I, know, I, such a I talked about thing. this on, on Say Why to Drugs. The reason it's never appealed yeah. is every other drug I can see the point of it. Yes. And that yeah, yeah, I've yeah. just seen yeah. from s- seeing people on it. That was just, oh, except for cigarettes. I've, I've, I've also never smoked a cigarette. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because again, I didn't see, oh, you just get addicted. Yeah. There's not actually, <laughs> like, it's horrible at first. You <laughs> gradually get used to it and then you're addicted. That sounds shit. And Coke, yeah. it was that one. It was like, oh, you just act like a prick. And then speaking to me, it's like, yeah, I could kind of feel at the time I was being, it's like, that's yeah, horrible. It's so, it is <laughs> so horrible. weird. I remember. Again, every other drug, I get it. I don't do any of them anymore, but pills completely get us. I've been so happy and yeah. loved up on pills with strangers. Acid, <laughs> my favourite drug. You know, there's there, there's reasons for everything else. Even fucking speed or poppers. I've, 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 yeah. I've had enjoyable times within the past, but yeah, I've never understood that, but. Anyway. And that's it. Yeah, it's a weird one because that is how you feel when you're on it. So I don't yeah. know what, I, but I suppose it is just it's addictive. But then it's not supposed to be addictive, is it? I remember on the Say Why to Drugs, didn't they? Susie said it's not actually addictive. As she says, though, it's things can be not chemically addictive, but can be associatively okay. addictive. So you've probably had nights out on that drug. And you've you've got an association with that night out yes. or that feeling or whatever else that's like oh here's where we go next. Well, it, it kind of let, it enabled you to drink more, which were really in my case was the worst thing because yeah. I couldn't handle the amount I was drinking without it, let alone then being able to go on for a few hours because it kind of clears your head. You mm. know that's yeah. why I suppose it's so popular with yeah yeah <laughs> everyone. But um, but yeah, so I did. So going back to I obviously started drinking like everyone else did when they were like a teenager. Mm-hmm. and then we started going out and I suppose it was a confidence thing like now when people because now I go clubbing and obviously I don't go clubbing that much but when I do people are like but how can you go to a club if you're not drunk you know how can yeah. you dance if you're not drunk but I'm yeah. like well I just I'm a really good dancer so you know it's just <laughs> easy but no but you do it, it's that confidence of I don't give a shit now I say, I'm 44 I've got kids Weirdly, you <laughs> it's never occurred to me that you're one of the only people that alcohol does not change your dancing in any way. You dance exactly the same if you're exactly. stone cold sober and absolutely hammered. It never occurred to me, but yeah, yeah, everyone it's else just they do. The confidence to show people, <laughs> but now I don't care what they think. So it is. I can do that now. But when I was twenty, I wouldn't. I I couldn't have done that. Yeah. You know I, I still mean? can't. No I still can't. I've still not got that confidence. I've told you before. I don't before think I've ever seen you dance. No, I've told you before that I was at a party once, and I won't go into too many details, but it was a mate's birthday party, and I wasn't particularly drinking because, as you know, I generally don't, unless I really want to. And Channing Tatum and his then <laughs> missus turned up, and they were dancing with all of, with all of my mates. And I was like, I want to dance with Channing Tatum, so I literally rushed to the bar and downed about three drinks, so that I could get to a point where I was comfortable to go and have a dance with Channing Tatum. And then we had a dance to Dr. Dre. <laughs> but I'd spend the whole night sober, just hanging out and chatting to mates. And then I was like, I want to dance now. But yeah, it's weird. It's interesting you highlight that as that is particularly at a younger age. That that, yeah. that is partly the reason. It's like I want to do things, but my own insecurities are stopping me. Yeah. Therefore, I need to get there. So, but yeah. I think that's a massive I still have thing that for... at this age. <laughs> like, oh. But I think you. Yeah. See, I'm. I suppose because I've now decided to not do that anymore, mm. I have to have that. Otherwise, yeah. I wouldn't go out and do anything. But I do genuinely feel, and it's like dating. It's yeah. like sober sex. Like people are like, oh, so you know, you have sex sober for the first time, and I'm like, well, yeah, but 
I wouldn't, I'm not going to, I don't need to be drunk to have sex. Mm. Like, yeah. but there's all things like that that people just think, I don't know if I could ever do that. And I do find that really interesting why we're so unconfident in our natural state. Yeah, and it all starts at younger like... ages, and then we just n- never snap out of it. Yeah, like uh, and, in, and your, and in your teens, all these things. Of course, you're more self-conscious and this and that, but then yeah. that becomes the habitual thing. Again, I think yeah. it's why there's so many men who are scared of the Me Too movement and things like that because they're fucking idiots. Um, but because <laughs> in your teens, there's so often a kind of a consensual we're both going to be drunk because otherwise we're too nervous yeah to do this and that's very different from taking advantage of a drunk person you know there's a line but there's there's there there is a line and there's a nuance and i think that's why a lot of men panic about oh i swear oh we can't do anything these days or whatever else because they've they're thinking back to the youth and going well we used to always like you'd go out to get drunk so you can pull and you'd hope You know, you're all drunk, so it's it's a level yeah, playing yeah. field, but there'll be a blurred line on that. But yeah, yeah, but that's a whole nother. Yeah, <laughs> we can talk about that another <laughs> time. About the things that I've done when I'm drunk. Yeah, that you wouldn't do. Yeah, but that's but a you've whole chosen culture. to do when but you're drunk. And again, well, it's, yeah. it's, it, yeah, it, it's two different things. 100%. What what I don't want to imply is that oh, if you're drunk, if they were drunk, it's okay. No, there's there's as I said, yes. taking yeah, advantage yeah, yeah. of someone who's drunk is a m- massive, massive problem, particularly in student culture and things like yes, that, taking yeah, advantage yeah, of, yeah, yeah. of drunk people. And it's a weird thing, again, as I've, I've, I've grown up as well. When I was single, there were points where it was like, right, this is really annoying because this person, we're having a lovely night, but this person's got too drunk for me to feel comfortable yeah. doing anything. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's been numerous yeah, points yeah, in that yeah. where I've had someone really pissed off at me because I'm like, no, I'm going to get you home. I'm going to get you a cab. Because it's like, obviously, if you're single, you've probably met up with that in mind. Yeah, yeah, But again, yeah, yeah. you need to be a responsible human. And it's like, there's, yes. yeah, it's been numerous times that I've gone, mm, called you a cab, <laughs> this is really annoying. But yeah, anyway, I'm but, completely de- yeah. derailing this podcasting conversation. <laughs> but you're a good human. And that's why, because I think a lot of people, <laughs> but also I think culturally, that's how we kind of brought up to think anyway. Yeah. That's the only reason I brought it up because it's it is all these things that that as as you say, as a youngster, I would never have had sex or talked to a girl if I hadn't had a drink. Yeah. You know, so same with dancing at a club, same with all these other things. There's certain things that both men and women when you're young feel this is something that's part of it that I need and then if you're lucky, you can unlearn that, and yeah. you can get to a point where you go, "No, actually, I'm, I'm all right doing I this." I still sober. remember. So there have been times in my life previously where I've been like, "I need to stop doing this for mm-hmm. whatever reason," and I remember that feeling of fear of being in a club and thinking, "I really want to dance because I like dance," mm. <laughs> but thinking I can't because I'm not. I'm sober. And I, I just, I can't do this because it's so embarrassing. Weird, you know? isn't it? It's so sober and around other people. I think I've never danced drunk as freely as I have sober on my own in my house. Like on, <laughs> so it isn't actually anything to do with the dancing. It's purely yeah. the, the comfort of 
being around other people. It's fucking weird. Um, but yeah, so so I've always been a massive lightweight, but I've mm-hmm. always drink and drugs were very ingrained in my like teens and early twenties and early thirties. Um, but in, I have... in, in the world that you were in, though, you know, particularly oh, as I said, working in clubs, yeah. working yeah. in music, and all that kind of thing, they're a hundred percent part of yeah. your almost again that's the problem when you can kind of write a lot of it off as it's kind of work related it's kind of it's the world i mean it's got to be you know yeah I'm, i've got to be going out and or or i'd be wasting my opportunities if i wasn't going out and doing this but and then doing that, that being said so i've got i started working for djs like in my <coughs> early 20s and mm-hmm. so whenever i was out and one of my bosses was very much he didn't drink i don't mm-hmm. think he drinks at all actually and it was all about how you look. And I remember, so <laughs> I I was doing work experience at a radio station before I got the job. And I was sitting in with the DJs and they were talking about girls in Iron Appa. And I just remember thinking, the way they were talking about those girls, I don't ever want to be one of those girls. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But it made me, mm. it was disgusting the way they were talking about them. So I did, even though I did used to get out of it, I did always know what I was doing yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I never got myself in situations or did anything that I probably wouldn't have been too proud of myself for after. But one of my friends was very much like that. And yeah. I, when I started working for these DJs who were quite... Well, it was the dream team, so they were quite a big deal. I think I started working from just before they started their Radio 1 show. And I felt like I needed to disassociate myself from her because I didn't want her behaviour to... Like, It's really hard. I don't want to... Her behaviour to me, I didn't think what she did was bad because if she was happy in doing it, then she should have been able to do whatever she wanted to do. But she always regretted her actions the next day and was ashamed of them. She wasn't putting herself in the situations that she was in for a positive reason and because mm-hmm. she wanted to do that it was all very fucked up and and yeah it was just a bit do you know what I don't need well, there was other issues with our friendship anyway but I was a bit like I, I want to step away from this friendship because I want to that now this this world's my career you mm. know so I need to be a professional person in this yeah. you know so even yeah. though I did drugs and drink were a big part of that my life I was always professional in my contact. Yeah, yeah keeping in control. <laughs> when I was out with that. Um, but yeah, so I did. And then also, I think I did. When I was about 18, I started getting eczema on my eyes and my lips. And I found that when I drank white wine, mm-hmm. it that's when it would flare up. So I stopped drinking white wine, which was good because white wine drunk is not the one. <laughs> um and beer as well so I think there was always like a sensitivity with those so I did stop drinking that for a little while and then also I, I think I just used to drink vodka because that was like on Weight Watchers that was like the best thing to drink was vodka and soda <laughs> so yeah. I just stopped, went on to that um, but I was always sick um, on anything that I drank but yeah so I did I think I went through times in my life where I was a bit like I'm not going to drink now because it's not doing me any good. I need to sort myself out. So I drive. Mm-hmm. But it was everyone else's reaction to that that was the hard thing to deal with. Like my friends, I felt like my friends weren't allowing me to be sober. 
Yeah. Like some of them, because it made them feel uncomfortable. When I was yeah. like, do you know what, I'm not going to drink tonight, they'd be like, oh, right, what's wrong? We, 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 we talked before we started of how we're going to discuss this, or, or, or you were saying, I mean, at the start, actually, I think you said... Um, that people assume if you, you say you're s- sober that, that you had a massive drinking problem or, or, or something like that. And weirdly, with friends, I think if you say anything other than I'm sober, again, particularly in our kind of area of the world, then you're going to get hassled t- 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 to drink. It's why generally yeah. l- loads of people think I'm sober because, as I said, I drink sometimes, but it's easier to say, no, I don't, I don't drink then they won't keep going because again i had that for years and years where i'll just have one i'll come and just oh i'll say i'm i'm driving again with with your dad i'll say i'm oh no i've i've driven dave and he'll be like oh you can have one though like yeah don't want one if if i've driven never ever will he get his head around that what's the point of having one (laughs) if one is going to have an effect on me then i shouldn't be driving and if it's not then what's the point of it you know, it's such a yeah. it's such a weird thing that we have in our culture. Oh, you can have one. So, why? But even like now, because I've not drunk for two and a half years. Mm. I, I, I mean, I did stop for health reasons, mm-hmm. but I think now I think I could have one probably, but I don't because I know that if I did start again, I don't think my friends would let me then decide not, that I don't want to drink. Yeah. Not that they're in control of me but i just think for me my life would be i don't i mean i don't want to drink again I'm, I'm it's so, just so much more relaxed night out when people aren't hassling you to, to drink yes. i said i went through yeah. exactly that in that period where i was kind of easing off all my mates or most of my mates would still throughout a night at some point be oh come on yeah like, oh, what are you doing like you can I'll just get a cab home i'll leave your car here it's like what are you talking about? I don't want to drink, let alone yeah. have to get another way home and come back tomorrow to get my card. <laughs> I've never wanted to drink that much. Yeah. But yeah. Well, you always drove. But did you drive because you didn't want to drink? Or yeah. did you it, just, again, that was did. an easy, it was an easier to stop the argument. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was a, a, a level of that. Because, again, if I wasn't drinking on a night I haven't driven, then it would be. You'd be constantly having people... Yeah on your case i've even had stuff spiked in the past as a as a joke because it's like oh come on and i'll be like i'm not having anything tonight but sneak yeah again it's what drink or drugs um both both at different times (gasps) yeah did you know did you know oh my god how did you feel when you knew when it hit me (laughs) oh my god that's terrible though again it was it was it was terrible and i don't think it's i'm i've got a huge issue with drug spiking like i know it's clearly a bad thing but some people will think it's funny if it's their mates or whatever else the reason yeah. we stopped doing lizards in south end our club night we did two versions we did the club night twice in south end and they sold out hugely successful and financially successful but a one of them a mutual friend and Natasha had her drink spiked by a stranger and she was okay she had her mates around her and they got her home but that was the reason we never went back I said to Stu that night I was like we ain't doing one in Southend again because we'd been doing the club night in London for for four years or so at that point and no one had ever been spiked so I'm like no I ain't doing it then that's that's that done but yeah the 
I was annoyed the next day a bit on these instances, but equally, I was happy I'd been spiked rather than anyone else because, again, as you know, at that point, yeah. I'd done most drugs. Yeah. <laughs> so at least it's not going to be were this you completely. With? Um, do we really want to yes. go into this? It's long, long, boring <laughs> stories, right? The drug one. This is so weird, and you, you might have been there. I'm not sure. It was at a barbecue. And <laughs> a sausage was spiked. It sounds like a joke, but with with weed. Oh, okay. And when you eat weed, it is far more trippy and hallucinogenic. Yeah, 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 it's why yeah, yeah. it's why edibles have become so yeah, popular yeah, in America yeah. now. They're legal because you do kind of get a bit trippy. Yeah. It's not the same as smoking it. So I ate this r- random sausage <laughs> with weed in. And it tripped me out a bit, you know. I was yeah, drinking that night anyway, so I was having a drink not knowing that I'm at, I should be b- b- balancing things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I had a walk home, and I remember on I was nearly at my house, and I rung my missus, and I was like, hello, I thought I'd ring you to let you know how the night went. She's like, you rung me, you literally j- just hung up from me. So I'd <laughs> rung her when I'd left and told her how the night went, hung up. And then thought, oh, oh, I'll ring the missus and let her know how the night's going. And again, it, it, as, as said, it's yeah, it's a, it's a weird one. But that was a hey, let's have a joke. But as said, yeah. the only thing with that was I was glad I got it because there were other people so at that was, party who have yeah, never done just, any of that stuff. Someone that, did it and just put it in for anyone to find, yeah, kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. And that was the thing. I was like, I'm. Oh, I, sh- I think so. But that's it. I was, I was pleased I got it because yeah, the way that it hit me was more like was closer to mushrooms than to weed. Yeah, but thankfully yeah. I've done both of them. And if you've never done either of them, that could have been really psychologically, yeah. like permanently damaging because yeah, yeah, it is so yeah. trippy and odd. It can do yeah. bad things anyway. This isn't what we're here to talk about. <laughs> no, no, but I just... <laughs> I just the, thought of some, the thought of having... I mean, because I, I really liked taking drugs. Like, mm. I loved taking pills. I loved acid. I always had very positive experiences and I really enjoyed the times that I had on them. But having, I chose to do that, having mm-hmm. something forced upon me when I wasn't expecting it, yeah. I that would really scare the shit out of me. Yeah, it's horrible. I'd, again, I'd, I, it is a story that's in our circle of friends will get told and still be kind of laughed about. And I'll laugh yeah. about it, but I do think, as I said, regardless, I think it's appalling. I think anyone yeah. altering someone's consciousness in any way against their will it's not funny to me i don't yeah. think it's it's a good gag but then yeah in with with alcohol it would just be i'm on pepsi or whatever and I'd, yeah. again it normally wouldn't get far but i'd have one swig and they'd gone you know. to the bar and put something in it and it's like like got yeah, whiskey yeah, yeah. or vodka or whatever else be like i'm not drinking lads this is yeah. <laughs> don't Oh, that's going to waste. And you know I'm not someone who's going to go, oh, I'd best drink it then, yeah. as you've bought it. I'll be like, right, I guess I'll go and get myself another Pepsi then, then won't I? Yeah. I'm not easily, yeah, cajoled into Slayed. these things. But, yeah. Um, but that's an interesting one. Again, so, again, speaking of... Because your sobriety comes in two waves. Because your sobriety from dr- drugs was instant and 
firm, really, because it was when you had the kids. You kind of went, yes. right, I can't yeah. do this anymore. I'm not doing yeah. this. You remain drinking, not during the pregnancy, but uh, yeah. after the yeah, pregnancy, yeah. you re- re- remained, continued a relationship with alcohol for a period, but your alcohol with drugs, more or less, was... Yeah, right. So line. when, um, so I did. Which again a sh- a- shows huge kind of willpower and and, or as you say, like like you say, you found it easy. The, that one's a real example of you were like, well, yeah. it's, it's not an option then. Yeah, but it's funny because you say because we've spoken about um, other things in the past, and you've been like, but of course you've got willpower because you've done this and I'm like yeah. but I don't recognize me stopping that as something that I've done I yeah. feel like it wasn't a decision because of course I had to stop taking drugs that, I had children that's, again it's what I ex- explain you to you and to Chris mind. all the time is that's what what willpower is um, yeah yeah with when I got into working out it was the reason I could do it every day or whatever else or early was because I removed it from being an option yeah it wasn't that I had yeah, the willpower yeah. to get up every day and do this it was fuck's sake I've got, I've got to do my workout today all right I'll get through it it wasn't that I'm like I'm disciplined it was exactly as, it, as you said you in your mind you didn't have a choice about yeah stopping drugs you did there's really bad parents yes. out there yeah <laughs> you know there's people yeah. who don't stop so but yeah I think that's what will I think people misunderstand willpower a lot and confidence I think yeah Chris will often talk about how inspired he can be by my confidence in things. He's like, not confident at all. I just decide, right, I need to do this then. Yeah. Is what it is. It's, don't want to, I'd rather not, but this is the life I've chosen and the next step on this path is I have to do this. And it's the same with, yeah on willpower i think i think it, p- people it's because it's got a name like willpower and it sounds like it's this big conscious thing um or or big yeah yeah i don't know but it is it's so it's i don't know why i can't recognize how well i've done in stopping yeah. something that i wanted to stop in one sense because i have decided exactly. to do that that's why i always I make so a point powerless. of forcing you to, to acknowledge that and go look I what know, you've done but, I just, <laughs> but like when it comes to cutting down on the sugar yeah i just feel like i'm, I'm powerless with mm. that but i'm not because it's exactly the same thing but i don't it's it is framing that isn't it mm. it's like i don't know why it's so hard for me to it's so interesting yeah <laughs> Yeah. But um, yeah, so I was I was probably quite depressed, I reckon, in my twenties, and I definitely used alcohol as a way to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never, I remember when I started doing cocaine. I did it a couple of times, and I really didn't like it. And I don't know what then. I think it might have been the environment because I was working at a club, and it was quite rife in the club that I was working in. And I don't know if I was kind of like offered it and then it became a bit more of a thing. And then I discovered, I thought, oh, I actually quite like this now. Mm. I can't really remember. But anyway, so. I think it can be a, a status thing early early days as well, because it was always the expensive drug. Like compared yeah, to other drugs, yeah, it was yeah. a bit more the expensive drug. So particularly in those worlds, if you're getting offered it for free, it's like sh- yeah. champagne half of champagne's appeal is the fact it's champagne yeah 
Right, it's quite nice oh, as well. Like but there, yeah, that's, that's what I was say. It's quite nice as well. But there are other, other nicer drinks. But part of the thing is yes. the experience of it. Oh, we've yeah, got yeah. some. It's it's opening a bottle of champagne and having a bottle of champagne yeah. rather than purely the here's the taste of it. And I think it can be similar in those scenarios with cocaine because it's like this is the yeah the high end drug. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, so I. I was drinking a lot and then I started drugging and I was partying a lot I guess but then that kind of became the norm and then I got into a relationship where as soon as we met we were drunk and then got gear in and then that kind of just that was our life for a few years um but I knew like I said when we go to the pub on a Tuesday night and then we'd ended up getting gear in. Like I knew in myself that that wasn't right and that wasn't sustainable because yeah. I was getting, I think I was in my early thirties by now. And I was like, I don't want to be like this. I don't, it doesn't make me feel good. I used to spend, I used to have four day hangovers. I felt terrible. I ate really badly. I wasn't doing any exercise. I don't feel like I was doing anything that was good for me. I was mm. just kind of destroying yeah. you know and um i knew that i had to stop but i didn't feel that i could because i had tried like i said I, I in the past there was days when i was be like right i'm not going to drink for january and then it was someone's birthday in january and my friend was like well you can't not drink it's there's the birthday and then a week later there's something else happening mm. you know that you can't you've got to have a drink for it so i never felt like i could i could yeah it's and often then, handy if you've got like a milestone isn't there to say here's when like so in your early 30s if you'd gone oh the millennium's about to come round so um i'll stop then yeah. that's just a joke about you being really old <laughs> prick um but yeah i just felt like there was always i couldn't get away with it and then i my biological clock was obviously starting to kick in yeah and a couple of my cousins were having babies and i was like I want a baby, but then also I knew that having that baby would force me to stop drinking and taking drugs. Mm. And basically that's, I mean, I don't, I don't feel, I didn't get pregnant to stop, to stop, but that definitely was part of the decision. I did feel like it was weird. I did honestly have these <clears throat> urges, like natural urges to be like, I want to have a baby now. You know, It's really interesting to, to hear that because I've chatted to someone in the past who had a drinking problem and felt like but an actual drinking problem i don't think you ever really had you had uh, it was a sustainable lifestyle but you at the for a period but you were aware yes. it wouldn't last forever but yeah. i knew someone who had a drinking problem and they wanted to have a child but their partner wasn't up for it until they sorted out their drinking problem and they felt having a child would make them sort out their drinking problem. Yeah. And I was kind of on the fence, on the ball, on the line of, now maybe deal with it first <laughs> and then yeah. have it. But that was because it was a serious problem. It's like, right, it, you, yeah, see, that's I, not good enough. I never felt, I, I didn't, I don't think I had a problem, but I definitely think if I'd have continued down the road that I was on, it would have you become were on your a way problem. You were there, yeah, yeah. But also... I said, I, I remember one time when we were all out s somewhere and 
you reminded me of an ex of mine who, in a period where I felt they had a bit of a drug problem, because it was yeah. we were all having a good night, and then it switched because you needed to get some gear. Was and that we, when we were we were somewhere on a gig, one of your. It was gigs. on tour, yeah. It was on tour, yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah, I remember yeah, it was yeah, a I real priority, that. and the night yeah. was not going to be fun now unless you got yeah. some gear. And it's like, yeah. right, I can understand that if there's some gear about, cool. But yeah. if the night's now, if a, if an enjoyable night is now on pause until you get it, I remember that yeah. and thinking, all right, this That's could not, be, yeah, this could yeah, be yeah, an yeah. issue. Yeah, no, I remember that. <laughs> I, remember, I remember that night, but yeah, I don't. I the one thing I am thankful for is the fact that I can't tolerate alcohol because I think <laughs> if I could then I'd, I'd be in a very different state now yeah. because I physically I had to I had to stop drinking because I'd throw up or I'd pass out I could never get part like I could never stay up all night yeah. or I could never go for a couple of days yeah. I'd always end up sneaking off oh, I'm just going to take my makeup off and then go and get in bed you know because I couldn't carry on because physic I actually physically couldn't and then wow. I'd be suffering the next day and then for a few more days but I think like my ex if I'd have carried on a lot further than what I did and then was up at the crack of dawn the next morning cooking a fry up and doing whatever because he it didn't have any effect on him whatsoever yeah. I would have I don't think I would have been able to stop because yeah. and also I don't think I would have known in myself that it was really that bad because obviously if, if I'm not physically feeling the effects of mm -hmm. it and I'm just having a lovely time then yeah. it would have been a lot harder to realize um but yeah so I did get pregnant and it was an immediate for me, well, that was it. I never did well. I have, I have actually done coke a couple of times since having the kids, but literally just a line because that voice is still there. But still, you know, when I did drink after I had the yeah. kids, I'd still be. I mean, it wasn't straight away, but it was after I'd had a few. And if I knew it was about, I'd be like, oh yeah. Even yeah. though I knew that I didn't really enjoy it, and obviously my best friend Nicole, who I did the podcast with, had a terrible addiction yeah. and battle with cocaine, and even I even did it with her. Mm. when she was in the depths of her addiction and me hating that but then still shared a line with her mad, because I was it? drunk and I'd still and I'm like the next day I was like I can't believe I did that I can't believe that I enabled her in that in I mean it was just awful but that is the that's the drug it's horrible it's such a horrible drug I think um, sometimes I think one of the problems with sobriety can often be the idea that it's a, f a full stop or a failure. Yes, so you've yeah. been sober for X amount of days, you've now done something, it's all out, it's all ruined, may as well just, just go crazy. And I think at times for people, sobriety has to be slightly more gradual. So you do make it a full stop, but then if you slip up, again, I, from the sounds of it, those experiences when you did it after you'd had a kid are probably the reason you've been able to stop completely because you've done yes. it and then yeah, felt, yeah. oh, what have I done? That was yeah. that was a mess. That was horrible. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's yeah, yeah. what helped you along the way. It, it's not necessarily a failure. It's a, b a bump along the road that's made you go, yeah. man, why have I gone back to that? I'm so... You need reminding It's so much better, sometimes. yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And, or, or, oh, conf yeah. or confirmation that you've made the right choice. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Like, like you yeah, go back yeah. and try it and then you go that wasn't anything that I've romanticised it to be or, yeah. do you know what I mean, or whatever else. Or just, as I said, that was great, but I feel horrible now, emotionally. Yeah. 
even if not physically or unphysically, you know. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was great. So obviously having the kids did stop me from that, which was great. But I did, and I wasn't drinking nowhere near as much as, you know, I did before I had kids. I'd have mm-hmm. the odd glass of wine. I don't know if we used to drink every day, like have a glass of wine with dinner every day. I don't think we did, but I can't remember. But like at the weekends, we'd have some. But it was after I had Juno. So I had her in the October, and I remember it was around the December, January. I was I had a glass of champagne, and my face just exploded. It was all swollen. My eyes were all swollen. It was itchy. It was it was horrible. And I I basically spent the next two years trying to get different medical advice to find out what was wrong. I thought maybe I was allergic to alcohol. I had all these tests done, nothing mm. came up. I thought I was allergic to sulfites, which is in some alcohol, but not all. But I yeah. discovered I remember that... there was definitely a period of, I can drink this, but can't drink this. <laughs> yeah. I maybe can drink this. This doesn't affect as bad. Was, so it's trying I to found... figure out what you can I ended up get on away slow with. gin. I don't yeah. like gin, but slow gin I liked. And I had that and I was like, oh yeah, I'm fine. Because I used to I literally have a mouthful and my whole face would just go bright red and so hot it was yeah. absolutely unbelievable i'll post pictures it's, of what yeah, it was like it's horrible it was... to have something that's so painful and uncomfortable but so hilarious yeah. to all your friends yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes um, <laughs> such a tough like... balance it's like i want to I... be sympathetic but this is also <laughs> hilarious you look like you're in the clumps <laughs> I looked like Woogie. Was it Woogie? Yeah, Woogie, yeah. About Something Mary. about Mary, 100%. But, um, but, but it was weird because I'd have... Some alcohol, I'd have it. Like, champagne was definitely the worst. That was one thing I couldn't yeah. have, which was my favourite, so that was awful. But then the slow gin, one day I'd drink it, I'd be fine. The next day I'd drink it as soon as I'd have a mouthful, it had happened. So it wasn't, it wasn't any particular mm. alcohol. I think it was just the effect that alcohol has on my body. It was just that instant... You know, really interesting because it feels like it must be some kind of b- balance thing as well. So, yeah, do you know what I mean, if it was having an effect sometimes and other times not, there's probably yeah. something that you did that day, either something you ate or something yes. else that that moved up the zinc or so. Do you know what I mean? Some some yeah, random yeah. thing that would some, actually yeah. balance out what yeah. the, the, the effect was, and, and it, it was, was probably still having an effect, but just not as v- v- visible and painful. Yeah, um, do you know what I mean? It's probably. Oh, one of them. And but. it was always after whether I had the flushing and the immediate reaction or not. The next day, my hands would always be itchy and my eyes with the eczema. So mm. that all it basically turned out at the end of two years of me trying to figure out what the hell was going on. I had uh, it was a viral thing because I got the, all these spots and stuff as well. So I was put on antiviral viral drugs. I said it was rosacea and eczema. It's quite common for eczema to come back because I'd had it, like I said, when I was about 19 or whatever and I stopped drinking white wine and then it was fine, it went. But for you to have it at that age and then for it to come back kind of in your midlife, mm. <laughs> it on your hands and Maybe your face, yeah. that's like the most common thing. They don't know why. How long How long would it last if you were drinking? Uh, like, Would it be gone by, the, like, look, particularly with the, the face, if you had a flare-up, would that be gone by the morning or would that... It's I use I still use cream now. It's like it's constantly there, but yeah. I just keep it at bay. I I feel it's an immune response. I we were talking before. I've got I definitely got a shit immune system. Mm-hmm. I'll always get if someone's ill, I'll get it, and mm-hmm. I've always been like that. I think I'm just I have just got a shit immune system for whatever reason, and I've also got 
problematic hormone issues as well and I think it's all linked I think it is mm-hmm. all linked and I think it might be something to do with the endometriosis that I've got now because now I'm I could have always had it but just never known and right. I think that there are side effects with that which could be related to why I have eczema and rosacea and whatever else I mean I'm hoping that that's the reason because I'm hoping that when it does get sorted out I might be all right but it yeah. might just be like it's funny because my mum's always like they always say breastfeeding's the best thing like I was breastfed till quite a, a late age yeah. <laughs> and I've got terrible skin conditions but I'm and hay fever and it's yeah. like well, I'm not supposed to have those because I was breastfed but anyway so I love the yeah. idea of you being the opposite of the cliche of you know when like you pull someone <laughs> when you're drunk and then you're dreading looking at them in the morning they pull you yeah. when your face is all swollen <laughs> and then you wake up and you look lovely like, yeah. oh wow this has turned out really That's well different. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I basically I spent I spent it must have been a couple of years. I ended up paying to go and see someone, and they told me exactly what the NHS person had told me, but just spent twenty minutes longer explaining it. So that was literally it. Get, get your money um, worth. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, so it's just one of those things that I'm going to have to deal with. And but it did it. It obviously the flushing because it wasn't all the time but I didn't know and I remember I went out on a night out and we'd met in a pub to have a drink and I literally have a couple of mouthfuls of the drink and I could feel my fucking face going up and I was like this is mm. so embarrassing it's so embarrassing I just I couldn't so anyway so I did oh and that was so it was Christmas um oh I think it was Christmas 2018 yeah and the girls were with their dad and he was supposed to have brought them back by a certain time on Christmas Day. And I think this was the first time that I'd not been with them, like Christmas Eve, Christmas morning. <clears throat> and he basically brought them back a good few hours later than he was supposed to. And it got to about four o'clock and I'd realised that <laughs> they weren't coming home when I thought they were going to be coming home. And I just was like, I can't deal with this. And my sister, I mean, I'd obviously already started drinking because I was with my family and, Mm. you know, we started, God knows what time we started. But my sister had bought a bottle of tequila rosé, which is basically like strawberry milkshake, but it's tequila, but it doesn't taste like tequila. Brilliant. So we'd started doing that and I was cooking the dinner. And so I think that was about four o'clock and I'd bought the girls karaoke mics for Christmas and... (laughs) All I remember was singing ABBA songs with my nieces very loudly. And then about eight o'clock, I was sitting down at the at the table and my Christmas dinner had been put in front of me, but I don't really remember eating any of it. And then I think by 8.30, I was like to Juno, come on, we've got to go to bed now. Because I was just, I was gone, do you know what yeah. I mean? And I was like, I knew I had to go to bed. And to be fair, actually, the next day I didn't feel too bad because I think I'd had so much sleep. <laughs> I wasn't actually too bad, but I just and remember Christmas- thinking dinner stodgy food to soak it all up it's it's the perfect meal to go with um but yeah i just i remember the next day thinking this isn't cool like you can't you can't deal with your problems by getting drunk like that's not you're a grown-up now supposedly i was like this isn't cool so i was like you know what after my birthday because my birthday's on the third of jan i thought after my birthday i'm gonna give up drinking for a while and i do also think that my skin then obviously the next day was really bad and I was like I'm just gonna see if this makes an improvement so I stopped drinking from the January to I think it was about the May time or maybe even the June 
<clears throat> and then it was my friend's birthday and I think I'd said that I'd drink then. So I started drinking again and then my face blew up again mm. with all the, I got all spots around my mouth. It was horrible. My lips were all swollen. I looked like I had them done. People thought right. that I'd had them done. Um, and I was like, well, it is obviously alcohol then. It's obviously alcohol that's making me like this. So I was like, I'm going to stop for a year and, you know, see how that goes. So I did. I stopped drinking. It was, I think it was the 22nd of June or something. And I was like, right, that's it. And I remember after a couple of months thinking, because people were like, oh, do you feel any better? I was like, no, I feel the same. Mm. <laughs> I didn't really notice any difference, but I don't know when I started to notice a difference. But I've... I feel so much better now for not drinking. And I, did, I didn't I did find it, I think because I'd had it proven to me for so many years, I'd been so ill because of drink. And I knew that I was ill because of drink and I hated being ill because of drink, but I still went and did it. But I think with my skin problems, even though alcohol wasn't supposed to, you know, be the cause of it, it obviously was because as yeah. soon as I did it again, it happened. So I knew that, and I didn't want to be like that. And also, I don't think I wanted to be drunk anymore. But I just needed that reason to, mm. you know, stop me. But mm. I've, I, honestly, I think there was one time there was, I think it was Mother's Day. And I wanted to, I fancied, I thought I could have a glass of champagne. And then when we went to Spain and we were sitting on the beach and everyone got a beer. And I thought, oh, I'd like, I liked that, you know. And that, that, I think there'd been the only couple of times. And I went out the other night, actually, to a nice cocktail bar. And that's right. hard. How many when extra you go times to... is this going to yeah. be? <laughs> oh, and then there was uh, obviously... <laughs> and uh... then there was this time. But it was like, you know, they had the proper menus of all the different cocktails. And I thought, it is a nice... Because I did like drink. But but I didn't feel like... But I didn't have... I thought, oh, it'd be nice, but I don't want to. I think it's a change in your... The key thing is change in your relationship with alcohol and your default approaches so i think again it's different if you've got an alcohol problem as said but i think if you've not that all sounds fine that that you know i had a drink at this point or i had a drink yes yeah but point and then it's not i don't i know even though i think i probably could like i said i probably could have a drink now but when so i drink um zero alcohol beer Mm-hmm. sometimes if I fancy a beer because it tastes exactly the same it's amazing that's 0% Heineken it's yeah. amazing Wicked. my face tingles oh really when I drink yeah when I drink <clears throat> non-alcoholic beer my face tingles because I think my body's so ingrained to having that reaction yes yeah, like to that here, taste here it yeah. comes I don't I don't go red but I tingle weird yeah um, and I'm if I really wanted to drink I'm worried that if I had it, then my face would go bright red. I don't want to be in public. I'd have to be at home and I don't want to drink. I'm not in those situations when I'm at home and I think, oh yeah, I'll have a drink because there's no point. And like I said, I don't think I'd then be able to get away because now I don't drink and everyone accepts that and it's fine. But if I were to have the odd one now and then, then every time I go out, that's going to be a time to drink, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be a reason. Yeah, and yeah. I am scared. Like I'm so glad that I didn't drink during lockdown because I know that I would have been drinking every day and then you know eating what? terribly every day. It's, I was going to say it's weird. I have that relationship at the moment with eating is because I've 
at Christmas, I kind of threw out any healthiness and just ate. And because I've had a bit of an, as you know, a bit of an injury, I've not been able to work out as much as I like to. And I've genuinely, we're in February now, and the amount of times I've found a reason to not eat healthy. Like, (laughs) I just had this successful thing happening. I'll get a takeaway to celebrate or... I'm doing this. Oh, I'll get the. I'll get a takeaway. Oh, it's the weekend. There's some fights on, and yeah, it's it's completely right. How if you start making that too regular a thing, then it's there's reasons everywhere. Like to, yeah. t- as an example of t- of to drink, going. Yeah. Well, you know, I did did really well this week, and that's when you can drift back into a. Yeah, and it is. It's because it's, it's nice. I mean, it's a nice. I enjoyed drinking. I enjoyed getting drunk. Like there's not. I just didn't like the after effects or the mm. hangovers, you know. But yeah, it's. I know a lot of people, and another reason why I wanted to do this podcast because it's. It's like being an ex-smoker, isn't it? As soon as you stop smoking, you hate all smokers, and it's hard to have conversations with people who you who I think, maybe need to, cut down on the amount they are drinking because. Uh, because I've had the experiences that I had and I know the reasons for it, I know you can't apply your own experiences to everyone else, mm-hmm. but there's some people in my life who I feel drink excessively to the point where it can't be doing them any good. And I know that they black out <laughs> and I know that it inhibits their life, even though they can, they manage it a lot better than I could have done and they can yeah. still carry on with their day-to-day life, whereas I never would have been able to. But I can't have the conversation with them about it because obviously I'm sober. So it's yeah. a hard, you know, but it's I'm like... S- I'm smirking uncontrollably because this was me with loads of our mates a few years yeah. back, including when you were with your partner probably to both of you and i would regularly say look because exactly as you're saying it's hard because i found it easy if you know what i mean and i know it's not easy for everyone else so it's hard because you don't want to be going look just stop then like you're ruining your life or here's the literal impacts it's having just stop but equally you've gone through that and you know the benefits of it so it's yes. you know what I mean? it, it can be it's a really weird as a situation because yeah i've completely been there kind of but looking like, and going look i think you've got i know i know i don't drink at all so probably your amount of drinking seems ultra heightened yeah but looking at the impact it's having on this or on that i think it's a problem and yeah well, I've had people have approached me and told me that they're aware that they are drinking too much, but they just can't imagine because mm. it's such a part of like with my um, gym. So obviously in lockdown, the whole the gym shut down, so we mm. all went online. But we we're on obviously have a WhatsApp group, and every night it was like everyone was just talking about what they were drinking, and it was yeah. such a big part of you know. And I was like, I'm so glad. I mean, that's an interesting that's... thing, isn't it? Of 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 that we've not touched upon of the culture, particularly the British culture. I know I struggled a bit with numerous good friends of mine and with family at points when I basically stopped drinking because there was a period 
where you know I tour a lot and things like that I'll be back and people are like oh let's meet up and, and go to the pub and I'll be like no I'm not really I'm up for meeting up but w- yeah. w- we had nothing else I know my dad for a period before me and my brother started going around there and my brother cooking and all that which has been perfect I know there was a period where he was just a bit st- stumped because yeah. his ge- ge- generation was either me and him had always either we'll go to the pub for a catch up or we'll go to the football yeah, and I wasn't doing either of them at that point, and it was tough. And again, people in both of our lives, n- n- numerous different people, there's been points where they'll hit me up to be, oh, it'd be good to have a catch up. Let's go to the pub, and I'm like, I'm not up for the pub, and it will kill the yeah. thing. It's like I know with um, our mutual friend Drew Mang, and I use this as an example all the time because he, I. I sensed at one point he was going through a rough time. And I said, do you want to meet up or whatever? He's like, yeah, we could go for a drink. And I was like, let's go for a walk. And it sounds so stupid, but we had one of the most lovely walks I've ever had. We walked along yeah. the seafront at South End, and we just talked and talked and talked. And there was, in weirdly, an even better way to just open up about your mental health and stuff, because we weren't having to look at each other. Like we're walking along side by side and and that was a really a breakthrough one but I know there's so many times that I now know I, sh- I should have suggested let's go for a, a walk somewhere rather than it just becoming a closed a closed down thing of yeah I can't suggest because there is a drink culture in our yeah in yeah our and some people need that to talk I mean Stu's, yeah. Stu's good because he is he's a talker isn't he he's not yeah. you know but some especially guys I guess wouldn't feel that they could talk unless yeah. they'd had a bit of a drink so that's yeah yeah completely hard. feel it but the other two things i wanted to talk to you about before we wrap things up one was do you think it helped having seen where it all could go if you know what i mean like could do you think your ease into sobriety was easier because with drugs and drink, you've seen people go down a really fucking dark path. Yeah, and, and whether that I... be DJs you worked with, or as you said, you've had Nicole yeah. on and talked to Nicole about her stuff, having yeah. seen other people go somewhere, it can often be easier to be to to, yeah. to be able to see it from the outside rather than just being in it. Yeah, you know I definitely, I, mean. I definitely feel that that is is a benefit. Um, but I think it's knowing in myself as well that I really didn't want to end up like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because that, that was a reality, and I didn't. That wasn't a choice. That wasn't a choice for me. Yeah. To end up like that. Yeah. I just. It was. What could force me to stop? Because I didn't feel like I had it in me to be able to make that choice, and do it. Which is ridiculous because of course <laughs> and it was yeah. i had um i was listening to an interview on the radio i think it was with thundercat and i think he's given up drinking and he was talking about the freedom you then feel yeah and it and i was like oh my god i've never thought about that but yeah it's true it's like i do feel free because i know that i can i can go out and i can have a really nice time and then i can leave and then i can wake up the next day and have a really nice time and I haven't got to get drunk. This is all the stuff 
that you used to completely mock me for for being boring because I'll leave early or I'll do whatever else or whatever else it's like it's just because now you've come over to the light side I'm not going to call it the dark side because the dark side sounds fun but how like one thing I did because obviously you when you were performing yeah You'd drink, wouldn't you? Yeah. And then you just stopped that. I was going to mention it earlier, but I didn't want to, again, keep hijacking the fucking episode. But um, I had a breakthrough on that, and it was exactly the same as you were saying about kind of learning to change your defaults. I used to always drink when I was gigging, and I needed it. Because, as you know, despite what people think, I'm not a confident person. I'm not a everyone look at me on nights out i'll enjoy having a chat with my mates and having a laugh but i will rarely want the attention of the room or anything yeah like that that's never really been me um but before one tour i had tonsillitis and i just got over it just before the tour started so i was drinking water on that tour and i was like oh I'm better sober than drunk. Previously, I needed it, but now I've been doing this for like five, six, seven years and done a thousand odd gigs. I'm good at what I do. I know what I do, so I don't need to be a a drunk for it. And that, yeah, that that really helped. And there was also when I did the Edinburgh Fringe and it was my spoken word show. Again, I had a bottle of rosé on my rider. When you've not got the energy of Dan's beats or whatever yeah it's not yeah. a good thing to be get, getting drunk because there's yeah. there can be slurring there can be anything else if you've not got that adre- adre- adrenaline so weirdly as weird as stupid as it sounds my pre-gig thing was doing loads of push-ups and sit-ups because I still needed something to get my heart rate up a bit yeah. so I'm not just walking out I've been spending the day doing stuff oh now I'm doing <laughs> and 60 minute gig then I'm going to get some food on the way home and like it still needed to feel yeah. like it was a special thing and I remember the the guy who plays John Sh- Shuttleworth and the guy who plays Angelos both of those were on before me at different times on the thing yeah. and the backstage bit was literally a storage corridor and they'd be coming off in their weird costumes and all that and there'd be this poetry prick doing push ups and sit ups and I, had to, I, I really felt I had to win them over to go, look, honestly, I'm not a dick. It's just I found that I need something. Because the first couple of gigs I did, I felt were just so, I started so low energy. Yeah. Because, again, I'm not that, hey, guys, it's me. I'm here. So I needed something to get my heart rate up to, yeah, to click into it. But, yeah, th- and that was oh, it. As I'd soon as I realised, ex- exactly as you were saying, as soon as I realised, oh, I can do all of this sober yeah. and it's better. And as you say, I don't then feel rough. You know I've never got hangovers. I know it annoys everyone in our, our friend group that I don't get hangovers. But I would often s- sleep rough. if I like, like have a rough night's sleep if I've, if I've yeah. got too drunk. So things like that on tour in particular. I was like, oh man, I do the gig. I go home and sleep like a baby because I've, pro- I've t- t- proper t- tuckered myself out running around on stage <laughs> all excited. Um <laughs> And yeah, the last couple of tours, I barely had a drink. 
you know. Yeah. Again, every now and then, I might feel if we're having an, if we've had a good gig and we go into like an after party or something, which rarely happened, as you know, I'm I'm boring, <laughs> as you know. Often the rest of the band would go to an after party and I'd go to bed. <laughs> but if yeah. if I was doing one of them, I'd have a few drinks and enjoy it. But yeah, yeah, that was interesting on on that front. Well, th- again, we're probably going over, so you can cut any of this you want. But the one other th- thing I wanted to ask and mention is, and to clarify is we've joked about your parents and your family being a drinking yes. family. They're yeah. also incredibly supportive. So when they're trying to hassle you oh, to drink, yes. it's yeah, only yeah, forgetfulness. Yeah. It's not any kind of, yeah. of oh, come on, stop being a pussy. Oh, kind yeah, of. no, they it's, are. They, do you think that's helped a lot? Because as soon as you've kind of addressed that here's what I'm doing, I don't think any of them would, even like if you're going out clubbing with your sister or whatever else, I don't think any of them would be... Yeah. Would would be hassling you to drink that'd be no, quite respectful of it. if they offer you a drink it's doing. because they've forgotten that you don't yeah. drink and it's and it's weird to them but. i think my mum did the other it might have been christmas actually she was like do you want a glass and i'm like no thanks no, <laughs> but yeah they're just, that's on special just, occasions anyway isn't it it's yeah understandable. It's, i think it's just weird for them because it is such a big culture and they all remember both of their, that christmas you got sense. wankered and went to bed well yeah yeah um but it's, and, and they enjoy it. My mum and dad still drink, like, they'll still have a bottle of wine every night. Yeah. I think maybe Tuesdays and Wednesdays they don't. But, you know, it's still, that's still a big part of who they are. But they're fine with it. And, yeah, they are supportive. They are very supportive. They don't yeah. make me feel bad. Like I said, it's more it's more weird for other people. But I think it's that not, helps. They deal because, again, it. I can also see how other kind of families, if you've got a dad who is very much... Uh, Oh come on, let's go down the pub. Let's have a. Do, do, do you know what I mean? If you've got someone who's going to pressure you more into drinking, yes, it yeah. could be a lot, a lot harder. Um, yeah, no, they don't. I don't think they necessarily understand, but they accept it. Yeah, I think that's the uh, yeah. The best oh, that way. feels like every friendship I've got. <laughs> they don't necessarily understand, but they accept. <laughs> This Lovely. is my hundredth episode. It's exciting, isn't it? Look at you. I know. Look how well you've done. Thanks. It's great. It's been. All. You've had so many good conversations, and yeah. I have. You've made people feel comfortable and relaxed, and yeah, it's lovely. Thanks. Good work. How many episodes have you done? Seven thousand six hundred. No, four hundred and thirty <laughs> something. Four hundred thirty. So I'm not that far ahead, wow. really. Well, oh my God, because so you started it, was it Juno had just been born? It wasn't Lola, was it? How long have you been doing it for? Seven or eight years. Yeah, I think, Juno. So it was, yeah I think Juno just, or yeah, I think it was around her the time she was born. Mm. Yeah. Mad, eh? Oh, it's mad. You have to have her on as a guest oh, one day. You, you froze then, that was almost perfect for the, yeah. You went, oh. <laughs> Oh, and then start. Um, yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Thank for you. It's been a pleasure talking to me. And good work with everything. Sobriety podcasts, all of it. Parenthood. <laughs> and you. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> um, all right. Well, don't go anywhere because I want to find out when we're going to see you next. Yeah, but uh, stop. Bye. See ya. <laughs> bye. Bye. Yeah. 
So that was that. But yeah, if you do have any questions, then please get in touch. I remember when he spoke about being at that party with Channing Tatum, I'd begged him to take me to that party, but he said no. And he lied when he said the reason that he couldn't take me was because it was a boys' night. And then when he was there, he was messaging me because um, there was quite a lot of celebrities there. And, um, and then he said about someone's wife. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I didn't think girls were allowed. But, um, but yeah, he... Um, I remember getting that message of him saying, oh my God, Channing Tatum's here and I'm going to go and dance with him, but I need to have a drink first. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I live my exciting life through him and he's probably the most unexciting person I know, but he still does quite cool things sometimes. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that. If you have any topics that you think it would be good for me to discuss, then please get in touch and let me know or if you know of anyone or have heard of anyone that you thought it might be good to come on then please let me know there is um a new episode of the epic mum chat on youtube we've had over 500 views of it because it's called sex porn and bestiality <laughs> so from now on we're going to put the word sex or porn into every one of our titles and see if we have over 500 views but yeah we were just it's just a chat about those things it's a nice chat it's not um it's not graphic, but yeah, we just, we have a laugh, me and Nikki, the Epic Life Coach. So yeah, check that out. Please subscribe to the podcast and the YouTube channel and share. Sharing's caring. If you know of anyone who you think might benefit from listening to me talk about why I don't drink anymore, then please, that's why I did it. Because as I said, a lot of people do question me because I think a lot of people do think maybe they shouldn't drink as much, not for any other reason than they can't handle feeling like shit for a week after, or the way that they eat after, or they don't go to the gym because they feel crappy. Um, but I do think that there's almost like, you don't feel you can stop because of the social pressures of, oh, well, why isn't she drinking tonight? You know, it's like you can't just go to the pub and not drink. Like, I definitely get invited out less because I don't drink which is fine because I'm a single parent I can't for me to get a babysitter it's a whole other effort it's not like I can just pop out one night because someone's here with the kids like it, it's a thing so I more often than not I would turn down invitations so it might well be that people just stopped inviting me out because I always said no but I do think that there is a an element of the fact that well why would they invite me out because I don't drink do you know what I mean like if they're going out to drink which I completely get. But yeah, it is it's um it's a funny one, but I can I can honestly say hand on heart it's one of the best decisions I've ever made because I do just feel so much better. And when you kind of get over that and you understand that you do have a choice, you don't have to get pissed every time you go out and you don't have to feel like shit after. You can go out and have a really nice time, as I do, and not drink. And it just gets to a point where you know that it's not going to get any better and you've heard the same story five times from someone and everyone, I think everyone kind of gets to that point where they start getting really pissed and you're like, do you know what, I'm going to go now and it's fine because I've had a lovely time, I'm going to go home, I'm going to have a good night's sleep and I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm, I've got my whole day to do whatever I want to do and it's, it's so empowering having that, knowing that you can actually enjoy life without getting battered. As much fun as I had, <laughs> and I don't regret my life choices, I've had some amazing times, but I also suffered incredibly for them, and yeah, 
it's it was the best decision for me and if you do want to talk to me um, I'm more than happy to give you as much advice as I can I'm obviously not a professional um, but yeah you can do it if I can do it anyone can do it and I, I promise you that anyway I'll see you next week big love thank you for helping me get to 100 episodes stay safe stay sane and I'll see you next week alright bye That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.